welcome to the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of January 25th. I'm your host, D. Suave, Derek Kessinger. Joining me, as always, is the editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, Robert Holman, and Kyle McFadden. And Robert, Speed Weeks is off and running, despite what Michael Rigsby says. He thinks it doesn't start until this week, only because he's not down there. But what a great time at Volusia. Great weather the first two days. Uh, short weather, great racing, and Devin Moran domination. And, oh, I just want to tell you how good of a job you did on the drive home and race day, making your debut. You knocked it out of the park. Thank you for that. I, I got accused of, of looking a little sleepy, which I was. I was not disinterested. Uh, I was just running on uh, low sleep after literally jet-setting from Vado, you know, to there. But I had a great time. Uh, and you're exactly right. It was, uh, uh, when you say short weather, you mean we were out there wearing shorts and digging it. Uh, the first two nights were great. Uh, hate that we got a rain out on the third night. And uh, Rigsby's right and wrong. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Speed Weeks has started. It starts early now. And I don't really like it that much. I like the traditional Speed Weeks deal. But uh, we can't deny that it, it, you're right. It's off and running. And uh, we had a good time first two nights. Great shows. Yeah, we got to spend uh, – I got to spend time with your brother, the wheel man, for Jimmy Gray Motorsports. He was down there too uh, helping out and uh, getting some news and notes for us. But it was it was finally good to meet him and talk to him for a little bit. Yeah, he was hanging out in the pit area. So a lot of guys down there, obviously, from this area. Uh, you know, Joe Denby is from nearby Tullahoma. Jaden Frame from Winchester. Both those are about 15, 20 minutes from here. And uh, he rode down there with me. And, uh, you know, while while you and I were out digging, you know, we were out working, uh, he hung out in the pit some. And, uh, yeah, he would text me some notes from time to time and keep us up to date on some things that were happening. So he had a good time. It was his first time at Volusia also. Kovac, your favorite place in the world in the racing uh, industry, Volusia Speedway Park. Uh, I don't think there's uh, anybody on the planet that likes Speed Weeks more than you. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, maybe. But, yeah, I do like Speed Weeks. I've always liked Speed Weeks. It's, uh, uh, it's half my life now has been uh, going to Volusia in February, you know, so uh, consecutively since 98. So it's I don't, I don't know what to do myself, I guess, if it's, uh, if I'm not down there in, uh, in February. Um, it's, it's, I just like the feel, I like the atmosphere. I like the, you know, you get like the warm weather. It's always, although there's been plenty of cold nights there too, but, uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's just a, it's just a good feeling to, to get going for the season. I wasn't there with you guys. I mean, again, it, it was speed weeks because everything does continue. All the guys are down there. All the, all the teams are down there now, but, uh, it's not exactly the, the normal, uh, or uh, uh, traditional speed weeks where uh, it was East Bay and then Volusia uh, or, and, then, and then Golden Isles was added in there at the beginning. It's a little longer than it used to be, but it's still fun. How important is speed weeks to these race teams, Kovac, real quick? I think it is. Uh, it definitely gets you off on the right foot. I mean, look at Devin Moran. Uh, it, it's uh, last year uh, when he, I mean, that, he's already exceeded last year, like his start of last year, last year, he had eight, you know, 18 top tens. And I think it was 15 top fives and 20 races only outside of the top 10 twice this year. And he won three races, seven runner ups this year. He's got two wins out of two starts already. Uh, so I think that um, it, it shows that, that it gets you off on the right foot. It makes you a bigger name in the, in the racing world. If you're winning races uh, down at speed weeks with everybody coming with their new stuff and, uh, and, and just so much uh, uh, talent and, and competition. And if you're able to win uh, at, at those tracks, I mean, you're, you're, you're a great, you're a great one. And I think that last year, uh, I mean, two years in a row, really, with Devin Moran has had really good speed weeks, and that's kind of put him on the map as a as one of the guys now, one of the one of the stars of the sport. And it probably wouldn't be quite that he wouldn't be had that stature if he didn't do so well at speed weeks. Yeah, he's going for the three peat for Volusia Dirt Car Nationals, getting the Gator for the third consecutive year. Uh, Kyle McFadden, it says wins in January. Billy Moyer won, Tom Brady won, but if you check out the trophies, Tom Brady has eight Lombardies. Billy Moyer only has six globes, so Tom Brady has one up on Billy Moyer. But uh, I didn't see you uh, sign up for Rookie of the Year or sign up full-time for the World of Outlaws as we had 
nearly 24 co- drivers sign up this past weekend. How come you aren't one of them? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's uh, I might as well have thrown my name, I guess, into the ring, right? You know, no offense to everyone else that, you know, threw their names in the ring and, and wants to give it a whirl here at least through February, right? But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, just so many names have, have want to give it a go at least, in, you know, these first six weeks. And it, it just makes sense if I'm a team owner, I put it in my fast talk this week. And if I don't know my plans this year, and if I have the funds and, and the means to at least make it through or have the projected, you know, cost to make it through these first six weeks down in Florida and Georgia, you know, why not give it a shot and, and see where you stack up uh, going into March. So uh yeah no it's uh certainly a uh something to watch and and um yeah no i mean it's uh some names that you know i wouldn't have expected like austin kirk kirkpatrick and uh i think brian shirley too signed up so we'll we'll have to see uh how that evolves here pretty soon are you ready for your debut for Speed Weeks? I don't think you've ever been down there, have you, for uh, Florida, Georgia? Never been. Been to All Tech twice for the XR uh, races last year, but never been to an official Speed Weeks, right? So um, looking forward to getting myself down there and also being on the drive home, too. So we'll uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Robert, before we get to our rapid fire part of the show i just wanted you and me to discuss a little bit just how night and day difference volusia was from a year ago that racetrack surface i went through the pit area after the races you got some interviews all those guys were complimentary of the racetrack guys were passing left and right top and bottom you had that little brown on the bottom that cushion was you know pretty nasty but fast but man you couldn't ask for a better start for steve francis and the gang down there in volusia and then obviously Devin moran picked up the wins but just overall it was just a good vibe this past weekend. It was it was really nice. You know, at, at Volusia this past weekend, there were nothing but late models there. And, of course, I'm a late model <laughs> snob. So, uh, so you know, there was like 150, 160 late model cars with you when you count the two divisions of crates that were there. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was the, the pits were packed. Probably not as many people that will be there when once the sprint cars get there and, and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, the track last year, remember it was really, really rough. They'd put some new, uh, clay or some new dirt on the surface. And that's just in the off season, right before an event, that's really hard to do. You know, we, we went through the same thing at Eldora just a month or two later, remember? So that's really difficult to put that clay there and then expect to have a great surface when all those cars get there, especially when you either have cool temperatures or wet weather. Uh, so many variables go into that. Uh, the biggest thing I think this this week was that the drivers were complimentary, that uh, they did work on the racetrack constantly, that they did provide, you know, it wasn't the smoothest racetrack in the world. It had a, a ripple here and there. But that, if you ask a lot of drivers, it takes that sometimes to put on a good race, to to either give some guys to the ability to drive through it, some guys the ability to go below it, go above it so so yeah i think the racetrack was really good kudos to the whole staff at, at world racing group and belusia uh for, to those guys for getting that thing ready in mid-january uh great turnout steve francis has to be pleased uh, you know we've discussed that we don't think that you know 24 guys are going to make it all the way to november you know all the way to uh to charlotte i think everybody knows this but you know kudos to talking them into signing up kudos to making them believe that they need to do this because uh great turnout for sure and two great shows uh, unfortunately you know we hate that last one guy and what i really hate about that last one for sure is that the crate guys ten thousand dollars to win that their stuff got canceled because you know they didn't race full programs everybody got to race but they only raced for like a thousand or fifteen hundred to win, depending on which division you were in, on those four four features each night. So right. they didn't never they never got to run for the big bucks, and so I hate it for those guys who who kind of lost out on that opportunity. But otherwise, it was a you know it was a really good weekend. No complaints. 
did you and your brother almost sign up for Wu? Because you'd be head of Devin Moraine right now, guaranteed if you would have. Well, it, had we signed up, you know, we, we would have been <laughs> way on up there. We probably would have, however many people signed up, uh, we probably would have been right behind them. So, but yeah, we, we, we didn't, we didn't toss around the idea. No, it's not something we decided that we should do. <laughs> yeah. You never know though. That's just funny how Devin won both nights and he's still in 25th in points. I thought that was kind of funny yeah. to go back. Yeah. A little bit different points format there. Yeah. What if you looked at those points after that first night and then you see like, well, where is Devin Moran? How did Chris Madden become the point leader when uh, he didn't win the race? He finished third. Uh, but yeah, they, they gave 300 points to all the guys uh, that signed up the paperwork that commit to the series and also put up that loyalty uh, payment there. I think that was about $2,500, I believe it is. You had to put that up. You'll get that back uh, according to the little format that they've come, the little procedures that they're doing. They want to have a little skin in the game, I guess, to make sure that if guys are going to uh, sign up at the beginning here and, and get some points in which they gave 300 points to each of those drivers, 23 or 24, whatever it was, uh, so that those would be ahead of the guys that aren't running the series immediately and keep some every, keep everybody closer, I guess, together uh, was the idea thinking about it. Definitely a different, uh, I, different thought process than uh, any national tours ever had for speed weeks. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, there is some times where I, I know like Lucas doesn't count every race, World of Outlaws did that in the past too. They didn't count every race that uh, that they had. They just counted your best finishes for a, per, a percentage of them. Uh, this is, uh, you know, maybe they're counting all of them, but those guys that are running the series or, or could run the series are up there now already. Uh, if they run it to a certain point, I think I think that's. I'm not sure the date. We'll have to get that from Steve Francis exactly, but they get that loyalty amount back just to show that they were, uh, you know, they were, they were more than just, uh, just saying it to just do it for speed week. So uh, pretty, pretty interesting deal that they came up with this year. All right. Any final thoughts at sunshine nationals? You got anything? This is can good I, time to hey, anything come up. Can I go, yeah. Can when, when they go to the, like, wherever they go in April, can I go and buy 300 points then? I don't know. That'd be a Steve Francis question. Start, you know, it has to be from the start. Asking for a friend. I may. I'm asking for a friend. Just curious if I can. <laughs> yeah, if I can buy 300. If I could buy 300 points a month, we might follow it as well. Just asking for a friend. That'd be a good deal there for you, right? Yep. Oh, no doubt about that. I could see uh, Jimmy Gray Motorsports coming in hot there in May, getting into the top ten because they got that 300 point, you know, uh, facelift to get to get the get into the money. All right. So Sunshine Nationals. Go ahead. Sorry, Robert. I just said it helps. That's all. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> Derek, no I, I would just that. say about, about Volusia too. A pretty. I mean, I, I'm. A, I was impressed by that surface. Just watching from home. I mean, that was a what a like you said. What a turnaround from last year. You remember last year? It was so bad. We didn't run a feature on the day we supposed to go back. Right. I mean, we had a run. We ran was, Thursdays on Friday. Uh, Fridays never got done and Saturday got washed out. So we never ran a feature on the day. It was, yeah, it was, I think it was just, the first was night of the show. We didn't even run it. At, we run it after midnight during dirt car national. So yeah, then dirt finally got it towards I mean, the end of the week. There were points at dirt car that, you know, like we were headed, we were at East Bay. I remember last year and the dirt car nationals were starting at Volusia and the track was still pretty horrendous. And there were people that were literally saying, we don't know if the late models are even going to race next week. It had gotten to that point, just kind of like Eldora did with the million, how close it came to being maybe not even running until, uh, until Eldora took that whole surface off the day before the million ran. Yeah, so that was I mean, crazy too. big, big turnaround. And also I just want to quick mention too, just the format of the race. I like that too. I mean, where they gave that put the crate guys and they did, he uh qualify hot lap qualifying they didn't bring all the hot all the crates back out and do all the qualifying after hot laps saved a lot of time there they were able to start the races uh actually right around seven o'clock at ske on schedule both night both nights and yeah. and the uh format was definitely put, better uh, definitely. much better i mean the, the feature the late outlaw feature was over a little bit after 10 both nights and that wasn't the case in the last few i mean last year was a thing of itself with how whatever everything that went on 
But the year before, I mean, that one, that was a, that was a pretty late night with all those crates running heat races and B mains and features. And, oh, man, it, it was a late one. They so really got it figured they, they out. Got that. They figured that out well this year. I'm mean, good. Congratulations to them for making a much better uh, program for everyone. When, when I decided, you know, when I threw my hand up and said, hey, I'll go, I'll go down there and do those three nights. I kind of had forgotten about how late those nights have been in the past. So I get down there with all those cars and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, what did I get myself into here? Mm -hmm. And then they come with that format. We got out of there early. We're back to our hotel early. Uh, And the greatest thing is every driver got to race in those crates. You know, there, even though there weren't heats or bees, they all got to race a 15 or 20 lap feature that paid a little bit of money, not, not great money, but a little bit of money. So they all got track time. They all got to race. We all got out of there at a decent time. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right. The format was, was way better. I was, I was for, and, and the thing is, I think my brother and I even talked, Hey, if we had a car ready with this format, we would consider it because we're guaranteed to run in a 15 or 20 lap feature. You know, so, you know, you may even see more cars next year in those divisions because of the way of the format. Yeah, Sunshine Nationals, well done, format, the racing. Sad we had Mother Nature uh, in Saturday's portion of it, but those first two nights were great. Good kickoff to Speed Weeks. Yes, it did start. We were there, Robert, so it definitely, you know, kicked off on like what Michael Rigsby and, you know, Ben Shelton like to say because they don't, it doesn't start until they come, you know, the big, personalities but we got plenty of racing we'll see volusia 2.0 in like 58 days you know three months out before we get to the dirt car national so i wanted to kind of do some rapid fires i'll kind of like do some different topics and subjects and we'll just kind of go around maybe say your answer and just kind of maybe like under 30 seconds of why do you think it's the best i'll let you go a little bit over but nothing like four or five minutes on one of these answers so we're not going to count uh devin moran with his two wins we're going to start at zero Kyle McFadden, who wins the most races at Speed Weeks, and how many and why? I'm going to go with Tim McCready. I'm going to say he picks off three. I think the wins are going to be pretty evenly dispersed this year. Uh, Actually, I'll take that back a notch. I say Tim McCready gets two wins. I don't think anybody gets three wins the rest of Speed Weeks just because the competition will be too tough. Uh, I also liked uh, what I saw from T-Mac this past weekend, him finishing second twice in a row doesn't happen too often, right? Without him translating that speed into a win. So uh, I think uh, those wins are will be coming soon. And when the lights are just a little brighter on the Lucas Oil stage here over these next uh, two weeks, I think he'll he'll uh, find a way to get it done. Kovac, you you agree with Kyle? We're gonna have parody this speed weeks. We've had it before where we've had a lot of different winners, and it you know it's kind of cool to see like a Stormy Scott win like he did at East Bay a few years ago. Josh Richards picked up one, which obviously is good there, but to get a win in speed weeks is very tough. Do you think only two is gonna be the highest? I think maybe somebody will win four to five. So who you got? I know, yeah, there's a lot of races. Yeah, four or five. That's about a quarter of the races that are being run. Uh, if you can get that many, so you got to have somebody probably that's running all of them. Um, I, I think if, McCready, if I would say McCready, McCready probably win more than that. But I'm going to say Davenport, uh, Jonathan Davenport. He wins, uh, you know, one Golden Isles. He wins at least one at uh, East Bay. He wins probably, I, I'd say four wins for Jonathan Davenport. He's going to be back with a vengeance. He didn't really run much at all during speed weeks last year. Uh, this will be, he's already, he comes in much stronger than, uh, than, I mean, he didn't win a race right away until April last year total. He's already got three from Vado. He's carrying over from last year. Uh, he's going to be on a on a tear, I think. And I think he comes out with four. And then there's going to be a couple. I think McCready can get three and, and maybe uh, – uh, let's see. What's that? That's four, three. That's seven. There's 19 How about races, Devin, right? Devin, I think there's 20, right? Isn't there 20, 21, something like that? Um, Why well, they have I'll those say, I'll say Davenport, that one day. I say Davenport gets four. He gets the most. But there's going to be a few other guys, McCready, Moran. Over ten. Those are guys that I that most likely get three. Also, all right, Robert. How about you? Uh, the, first of all, those are two great picks. Uh, Kovac, I hundred percent agree with because he used that was my pick, JD, to win four. Uh, that's what I felt a hundred percent. So you know, since he 
kind of took my pick, I, I'm going to agree with it, and I'm going to stick with that, four for J.D., but I'm just going to also throw out a guy who's got two cars, two Longhorn cars sitting ready on go and ready to hit the road right now, if he hasn't already, uh, is Brandon Overton. Uh, I think Brandon Overton, a guy who uh, two years ago was arguably the driver of the year, if, if not tied for it or whatever. Uh, so I'm going to go with Overton, comes down, gets three wins while he's down there. Uh, not enough to surpass JD's four, but I think uh, Brandon Overton can come and pick up three three victories during speed weeks. He he could easily win two of these at Golden Isles. Yeah, Brandon Overton uh, won the finale or the final two nights at the uh, GIS. So if he gets two right off the bat, like Robert's predicting, then he is definitely a threat to get up to that uh, five uh, win count, maybe four. I'm going to go with you know Devin Moran. Last year he won at four different racetracks: Volusia, East Bay, Ocala and the GIS opener. So he's very good at all of them. I think he's going to run or be near the top five. And if you're doing that, you're going to pick off wins. And obviously we had a little bit of scouting report last week in Robert. We saw him in person, uh, past T-Mac in one of the races and uh, Timmy try to reverse the roles in that final night on Friday. But I just think there's something about Devin Moran in Florida that in his DNA that he's very good at him. I think he's going to get five wins. I think Devin Moran will be very, very tough to beat Kovac. So, a lot of JD, a lot of Overton's, T-Mac, all Longhorn guys, Kovac. Yeah, right there. It's all Longhorn guys. I mean, there's a lot of good guys in Longhorns right now. Like, there's been a lot of good guys in Rockets, a lot of good guys in GRTs, a lot of good guys in Rayburns over the years. And right now, uh, the Longhorn got, has a has a good good crop of guys. They got a good stable. Uh, so, we'll we'll have to see if they uh, if they keep uh, keep going like that and or or something of rocket or somebody else gets something going where people will want to go back to them. Next question Kyle McFadden we'll start with you. I know you haven't been to many of them, but you've seen them on TV, you've seen the highlights. What is your favorite track that you've seen during speed weeks? What one would you like to go to? What one do you think has the best racing? Favorite track? Well, Golden Isle has always been a place that you know, I wanted to get to it. It just seems like a racy joint. And, uh, you know, saw Kyle Bronson's Facebook post too, you know, that, uh, that the racing surface looks better than ever. And so, uh, looking forward to getting my speed weeks started off here in just a few days and, and, uh, looking forward to getting over to that racetrack. And so, but, you know, after going to all tech last year, twice, and, and just the, appreciation of just you know like i've obviously have seen you know so many races online and and streams and stuff and then last year you know had the privilege to get out just a little bit more and 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 travel then i don't think i've i've seen a a a racing surface maybe quite like all tech where it just you know changes and this obviously the racing surfaces uh you know change every lap but like all tech's just at at another level it seems and so uh from uh you know uh dry slick to slimy to to just patchiness and and uh it just uh makes it fun um for the drivers for the fans and and keeps uh you know all the drivers on their toes and and uh you just don't know what you're going to get it seems each each lap there so i appreciate uh all tech that's the one racetrack that i have been to uh, on the speed week schedule. So, but, uh, looking forward to getting to gold Nile here this week. And then also Bubba in the mix there as well. Robert, how about you? You've been to pretty much all, all of them or you've seen video of them. I've been to them all. Uh, are we talking about just the tracks themselves? Because I absolutely, when you and I spoke about, uh, about how great the atmosphere was and everything like that at Volusia, uh, and that's probably the one place I like to go the most. I just love being 25 minutes from the ocean. I love uh, the campers there. And I, I love the little midway with all the smell. It smells like you're at a carnival. I love every single thing about Volusia. But the track I like the most is is clearly East Bay. Uh, it's always it's, it's in my top three or five all-time favorite tracks of anywhere in the United States. Uh, Kyle talked about how, uh, you know, all tech changes throughout the race and throughout the night. 
few chains like like East Bay has or can or has the ability to even on the you know, throughout the night or throughout throughout the week. Uh, you just never know what's going to happen. Sometimes you go there and you get a, a, a nice cushion and, and they carry some speed. And sometimes it just looks like they're in low gear putting around there. And, and so I would like the way East Bay races. I think it really drivers complain about steering. Drivers complain about pushing the right front. Drivers complain about this and complain about that. When drivers are complaining a lot, that means they've got to be up on the wheel driving their race car. So I really like East Bay for the way it races. Um, that's that's probably my all-time favorite Speed Weeks track. If I had to choose a week to spend somewhere, oh, it'd be really toss-up because I love everything that Belusia brings to the atmosphere of it and just the the warmth and the the closeness to the ocean. And, and I just, even though we know East Bay is right there on the bay and right there close to the ocean, I just feel like that Volusia side has more access to beaches and stuff like that and, and just more atmosphere. So, uh, so that was kind of, kind of a toss up, but track only East Bay hands down. Kovac, do we even have to ask you? Oh yeah, I have to go with Volusia. That's all. I mean, yeah, I, it probably because of the ice Bay cream. Would, well, the ice cream. <laughs> there wasn't always the ice cream there, though. The ice cream wasn't always there. That's that's a well, new. Well, it's been there since I've been around. A, so yeah, it's more of a new last decade thing, I guess. Uh, they didn't always have that nice, you know, uh, like carnival atmosphere in the back. I mean, that's that's sort of a thing that's been kind of grown since the World Racing Group took it over and. Uh, and, and also helped out with like, man, there used to be some super long programs there too, that would go on until wow. after midnight yeah. and two in the morning, three. I mean, I, I was, I've been there when it was three in the morning before without any rain delays. So there've been some crazy long shows and they've gotten that under control. Uh, and, and Volusia, it's, I, I'm, it's always going to be a little special to me again, too. I went there and I was 13 or 14. Uh, and 14, both both years, back to back years. So, I, and that's always been with a big block. My big blocks modifieds have raced, but I mean, I've also seen late model races there and, and sprint car races. And it's always uh, just, a, it's going to be a special place for me. And uh, I, I just like it. Also, is a bigger track too, which is, it's a lot, it's shaped a lot like, it kind of resembles the old Flemington Speedway in New Jersey that I grew up going to. There's not many tracks that have like as such of a sweeping roundish kind of, you just run it as a round, as a circle. And, and I think Volusia is as close as there are to, to Flemington. Uh, I know some of the big black guys always told me that back in the day when Flemington was still running. So I, I think that makes it a little more, uh, more up my alley too. But Volusia is always going to be up there for me. This is the, longest and heated debate argument I've ever had with Michael Rigsby on anything. He's always East Bay guy, which is great itself, but I'm just a big fan of Volusia. You got NASCAR week there. You even have like NASCAR guys that pop in and out. You know, when Clint Boyer had the racing, he would bring some guys over. Tyler Reddick, obviously he started in dirt late model racing. He's always checking a night out. Um, you have like when there was, when he had the duels during the afternoon, people would do that and then come to Volusia. So I just think that dynamic of mm -hmm. NASCAR being there, the atmosphere is awesome. The food's great. And then, the, I mean, honestly, the beach right there, Kovac. Daytona Beach, the world's most famous uh, hot spot. So, uh, I don't know. I just – I think it's just like the charm of Daytona, knowing that they've been racing there for so damn long with NASCAR on the beach, the 500. I just I just think it's a, it's a special place, and uh, I always enjoy it. And that's why I like going to the Sunshine Nationals because I love going to Volusia and, you know, uh, Daytona area. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned when you talked a little bit about like when the duels were in the afternoon on Thursday, uh, some of the, some of the allure of the speed weeks has gone away. I think now with the way NASCAR does it, uh, we used to be, it used to really be speed weeks because of Daytona. It wasn't, uh, cause they weren't, they didn't just run for a few race for a few days at Daytona. They were already, it, it was a two week almost thing. I mean, they would start the, Daytona 500 stuff would start the previous week. Uh, they'd run the qualifying, the Bush Clash, you know, and and Arca race the Sunday before, and then every day of the week there'd be something. Now that I don't even think that I just looked at the schedule this year for Daytona. They don't even have practice for for the Cup cars before qualifying, which is I think on Wednesday night, I believe, and then the Thursday is the wow. duels. No qual no that. practice before that. They, they don't even start anything until Wednesday, and that's that's mm -hmm. just 
uh, amazing. And it's almost like the dirt races now are by themselves, if you think about it, because every single day of, of the NASCAR racing at Daytona, it's at night. It's right up against it. I mean, they're used to, they, they kind of threw in that one point, they went to the, uh, the truck race on Friday night. But still, everybody, you could still, and I think that's to the detriment of NASCAR. I think there were dirt people that went over to watch those, like you said, watch the duels in the afternoon. They'd watch the uh, Xfinity race or Bush race in the afternoon and go to, I mean, now it's like, hey, they're running right against the dirt race. The dirt people don't even want to go over there. It's not even affecting them, really, the crowds. So I, I just, I'm going off on a tangent here, but it is a definitely a different speed weeks now where it's separate. It's not like everybody just can come over anymore. They're, NASCAR is, I think, screwing that up because it's not like uh, it used to be where really, I mean, it, it was all kind of combined. You know, you run in the app, you go to the big track in the afternoon and then go over to the dirt track or the asphalt track at New Smyrna. It's not like that anymore. It's just all, all in a compact few days. It's not even a week anymore for for Daytona. So that's my tangent yeah. for the day. Okay, Derek. Well, fired <laughs> up. Things. Callback wants two, to be in the Daytona two, area, right, for Robert? Two or three weeks two, like the old days. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Two things. I mean, for starters, Kevin's right. I've driven down to to Daytona just to watch like the Bud shootout of the Bush Clash or whatever, knowing mm-hmm. that I can go over the big the big track for like one day and then go oh, yeah. over to Volusia. I've driven to East Bay and watched a couple of races, knowing that I could swing across the state and go to the the Bud Shootout or the whatever it's called, the Bush Clash or whatever. You know, kind of make a little combo trip, especially for people like that I would take with me who aren't just a hundred percent dirt fans like myself. Mm-hmm. They they you know those people kind of want to see the big track too. So you know you can go to three or four dirt races, you catch one of their races, but now they've moved that race to California. It's just. I don't even know who won it last year and don't care. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I agree that 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 there is a little different feeling. Uh, and so my two things, I guess, were that I wish, A, hotels would uh, figure out, get their prices right and realize that there's nothing going on over there during that week. So there's no need to charge yeah. $325 for a room. And I you also want to say that, anyway. I, well, I might pay for it if I go back and watch. <laughs> You know, if I go, if True. I just, I, and I'm, you're right, I'm not going to pay for it because I'm not going to drive back down there and watch. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. I, I was saying like you weren't going to pay for sure. it because it's expensive. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to pay for it. But I mean, if it would get down to like what we paid this past weekend, about 125 bucks, that's doable, you know, for to go down there and just take three or four days and go watch, but but not at those rates. The second thing is, I know that in 2001, they had ice cream there at Volusia because he might deny it, but I was trying to interview Donnie Moran, and he had two ice cream cones, two, and he was trying to keep them from melting. And so I, I struggled to interview Donnie Moran because he was trying to keep his damn ice creams from melting. He had one in each hand. So uh, I don't know how long the ice creams have. And believe it or not, I have never had the ice cream at Volusia ever. Oh my I know, god! I, I think they've had. I think they had ice cream. the the big The big trailer ice cream is 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 newer. Yeah. You know, I think there was one yeah. year it wasn't there, and people were like, "What? Where's the trailer at now? It's part of it. You got to go. Everybody goes. How much money does that thing make as soon as they clear the pits every day about three o'clock or whatever it is? Man, everyone's Lots got an money. ice cream cone in their hand. <laughs> yeah, I Lots did tell. I did tell Jim when we got there. I'm like. Everybody says you got to get ice cream. So before you leave, you got to go get something from this this trailer here. He got a banana and, uh, split. Sure enough, he did yep. get a banana split. It was monstrous. It was like, it was I don't good. know how he carried it back to where we were. It was huge. I've gone yeah, six for great. six there sometimes, right, Derek? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you've never done that. You've never had a perfect six for six ice cream, uh, Dirt Car Nationals. But, I only do one know, day. I've done it. One day. <laughs> All right, so this next one, uh, put your thinking caps on. Kyle McFadden, who will have the best soundbite from Speed Weeks? Oh, man, Brandon Overton, right? I think he gives some – I don't want to say the most underrated soundbites in the sport, but he certainly gives good soundbites, right? You know, and certainly, as as Robert mentioned, you know, he'll be back on the road here this week and, and has two fresh Longhorns in the arsenal. And, and uh, I just think, uh, you know, he has – has the backing to go out there and put himself in victory lane to give himself the best soundbite, right? So um, I'll go with Brandon Overton. Great pick. He always uh, 
Always has some good uh, sound bites. Kind of uses a little cuss words here or there. He doesn't use dip in his mouth anymore. He's smart. He knows when we come over. He doesn't even try to put it in beforehand. Uh, Kovac, what about you? Who do you think is going to have the best sound bite? Oh, let's just go Tyler Herb. Turbo, right? I mean, he's not going to be doing the crew diary, you know, so that, that might reduce a few of the sound bites that he could, the, the number of sound bites he could come up with because he, he won't be on camera quite as much, but I think he's going to get it together. He'll he's gonna have, he'll be involved with something, like some sort of good race, some sort of controversy. Some, he's always in the mix uh, in, in Speed Weeks, especially at East Bay. Uh, so I'm looking for Ty- Tyler Herb. I'm not sure what he's going to talk about, but you never know with Tyler either. So let's I- I'm I'm marked down here. I'm putting my money on him for the best soundbite. All right, off record, just talking in the pit area. I'm going to go with Boom. He always has something <laughs> to say. He'll probably tell me he's running Lucas now. Like just that's how he is. Uh, Boom Briggs will have the best quote off the air. Uh, you know that the ones we can't share in the public light. I think um, the best soundbite. Call me crazy, but I think we haven't heard the end of him. I think Scott Bloomquist somewhere down the line during Speed Weeks, maybe a summer night, Speed Weeks minute, uh, maybe he runs top 10, maybe he's in some fiasco. But I think I think Scott Bloomquist, we haven't seen the last of him. He's just attracted to Florida, Georgia with all the craziness. I mean, last year he did that, like, carnival ride, him and that uh, older guy, and that, like, broke the internet. Or was that two years ago? I can't remember. But I think Scott Bloomquist will have a good quote by him by the end of the, by the, end of the Speed Weeks. By the time we come home at the end of February, Robert Holman, those are my two uh, bold predictions. Oh no! I was telling. I was like, Robert, your turn. Yeah, what's going on here? What's happening? What? <laughs> what's happening here? I think we need a we need a we need a spot there. We need a cut. We need a cut. I was yes, I was muted and could not find the damn oh. button. Oh. So, well, so we can yeah. keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Yeah. This is great live TV. Was... Robert Holman, those yeah. are my two picks. What are your uh, who's your top soundbite we'll get by the end of the speed weeks? Because you had some good ones with uh, Brian Shirley and a few others this past week, and I really enjoyed the reading those articles. Well, first of all, sorry that I couldn't find the damn button. Uh, anyway, That's all right. uh, I really like I really liked uh, Brandon Overton um, as you know, just because I'm not sure about when you go out soundbites, but he does give great interviews. Uh, Kyle Strickler. Uh, as another as another good one, uh, I think all all three of you guys really hit it hit it right on on the nose. And when it, I don't know how you could top, I know it's kind of cheating, but I don't know how you could top any of those three that you guys mentioned. Um, honestly, you know, but I was going to go with Overton uh, to begin with, just because he's very candid, he's he's very honest uh, when he climbs out of a car. So if I had to pick somebody else. Oh, shoot. I'll just say Jonathan Davenport is going to say something, something, you know, something's going to happen to JD and he's, he's going to, to, or how about uh, Mark Whitener? I'll say Mark Whitener because when things go sideways, good ones in the past. I like that. When things, when things go sideways with Mark Whitener, he, he usually doesn't hold back uh, and kind of lets you know how he feels. So Mark Whitener, it's my pick. I like it under the radar. All right, Kyle McFadden, biggest surprise, good or bad? What do you think at the end of the speed week? You're like, man, that guy ran really well. Or, man, that guy was horrible and stunk. What's going to be the biggest surprise once we leave Volusia on that Saturday, uh, February 18th? Well, this is kind of a a good segue after, you know, the guy that Robert just mentioned. Mark Whitener, you know, back in December at the XR race at Alltech, he almost won that won that $40,000. He almost held off Jonathan Davenport there at the end. And so I was talking with him after that race and, uh, you know, he was really, really looking forward to getting back down to speed weeks and, and specifically all tech. And so, uh, has a lot of laps there in the crate, you know, runs down South, obviously frequently being, uh, a local Florida native. And so, 
I don't know if uh, you want to call it a surprise, but, you know, I think he'll be on the podium at least once down there. Uh, and I think so, he can win. And I think he can win too, honestly. So <laughs> if he would win, I, I think it's fair to say, you know, that'd be one of the biggest surprises of Speed Weeks. Not a surprise in the sense of that you can't do it, but, you know, let's be real. You know, it, it would be probably the biggest late model, super late model win, probably win of his career. So um, I'll start there. You know, that's a good start, I would say, to uh, shout out Mark Whitener. Kovac, did he win one of those five grand shows at uh, Lake City? I can't remember. I thought he yeah, was he's, the hunter. Did win? Yeah, I, I think several times he's won at Lake City. Those ones that were on Super Bowl Sunday. But to win a Lucas race would be wild. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he's never won a. He came close to an outlaw win at Volusia too. I mean, he's been in contention there. Uh, yeah. See, he's in. He's been in the mix several. I mean, there was a few. Remember a couple of years ago, him in the he had an incident with Brandon Overton. And they were battling for a win. And JD. Uh, and, and JD, but I mean, I know the Overton one got really heated there. I mean, if it wasn't for Kyle Bronson holding Mark Whitener back, he might have ran all the way down to the Gator Pond and then found Overton. Luckily, Overton was parked in the Gator Pond because they were they might have had it out there that night. But I just I always remember that it was a heck of a crowd in the pits when that happened. Yeah, and I think it happened at Golden Isles with Davenport and Whitener. I think Whitener said afterwards, "That's what happens when you don't pay for your own stuff and got a rich uh, car owner." So uh, yeah, Mark Whitener could be in a Topics of discussions of a lot of things, the biggest surprise or a nice soundbite. So good job by Robert and Kyle McFadden on that. All right, Kovac, biggest surprise, who's it going to be? Uh, big surprise, how about Dalton Wilson uh, coming off a rookie year with the Lucas Oil Series? Last year, it was his first time down the Speed Weeks with the Super Late Model uh, with the Ratliffer. He had just gotten that ride and then made plans to start running Lucas Oil Series. So it was all new to him. I mean, he was – everything was uh, – was uh, was fresh and the, just the, the grind of speed weeks was uh, he hadn't experienced that before i think he comes back much stronger this year and much more confident he was you could see him progressing through the whole year uh he gets down there to speed weeks this year and he's going to get some good finishes i don't know if he's going to get a win could sneak in there maybe at a place like hey ocala maybe or something i could see that happening uh, but I think he's going to have some good runs, and you're going to be impressed by uh, – you're going you're to be talking about Dalton Wilson a little bit by the end. Hey, Dalton Wilson had a couple few – or a few top ten runs last year we interviewed him, so maybe he can get over that hump, get a podium finish, and maybe compete for a win. Robert, how about you, bud? Um, I want to say he's got uh... – He's got 19. If he runs all the races down there, he's got 19 or 20 times to prove me wrong. Uh, he proved me wrong every time I made a pick uh, during the Sunshine Nationals. I want to say that uh, Chris Madden leaves Speed Weeks with the World of Outlaws points lead, which is not necessarily a big surprise, but he does it without winning a race. He goes winless in Speed Weeks, but still leaves, still leaves Florida with the points lead. That's uh, I don't know. If, is that a big surprise? Would it be a surprise if he doesn't win? I think so. I think he, I think he should win one or two races. So I'm going to go out on a limb say he doesn't win any. Still leaves the Sunshine State with the points lead in the World Outlaws. Hey, I like that. Good uh, prediction there. Mine is I think biggest surprise will be Max Blair. Uh, two good runs at Volusia uh, kicked off a great start for the World of Outlaws. Now, I know there's been rumblings that they're going to go to Golden Isles and they might still run Lucas. You know how booming that team is. So who knows about Max Blair. But I think he's going to get some podium finishes and a lot of top 10 runs in both series where he's going to have to make a decision on where he's going to run. So I like Max Blair, the PA guy, new race team this year. Going to be down his second time down here at Speed Weeks, you know, going full time with the new race team. So I like Maxi, the PA driver, to, you know, make some noise here. Uh, that's my biggest surprise. Last thing is... Who's going to leave Florida with both points? Who's going to be the Lucas Oil points leader? Who's going to be the World of Outlaw points leader? Kyle McFadden, lead us off really quick. Don't have to give much uh, thought. We can just rattle off the answers. Yeah, you could call it low-hanging fruit, or you can just call it common sense. I, I think Chris Madden will lead or, or leave Florida with the Outlaw points lead, and then Jonathan Davenport uh, will will leave uh, Georgia, Florida with the Lucas Oil points points lead. I I think it's pretty hard to argue against both of those picks, right? 
Oh, that that's easy peak, easy peasy. Good start there. Kovac, are you going to go with the low-hanging fruit? Or are you going to kind of do a little upset special here as we leave Florida, Georgia? I go, I go Madden. I'm, I'm predicting him to win the championship too already with the Outlaws. So I go Madden leaves it with the Outlaw title, um, Outlaw point lead. But McCready will leave with uh, the Lucas Oil when we get out of we leave East Bay at the end of uh, of, of uh, mid February. There, it's going to be McCready on top. All right, I'm going to go with Devin Moran, Lucas Oil, and I'm just going to say an upset. Nick Hoffman, he's going to leave Volusia as the points leader and kind of a uh, track he likes. He's good in the modified there. He ran very well the last. You know, the first two nights with some good top runs. I'm going to go with Nick Hoffman. He's going to leave Florida with the points lead. Little little points lead, but I think he's going to be in contention all week, all week down there in Daytona. Robert, how about you to finish it off before we get to one more thing? Well, I've already said Chris Madden, you know, so I can't, can't go back on that. Chris Madden leaves Florida with the points lead. And I agree with Kevin. I think uh, McCready – uh, like you said, a slim lead uh, in, in Lucas, but I, I think McCready does leave Florida with the points lead over J.D. Hey, we got we got some smart people in this room, so if we'll, these uh, I guarantee one of these guys will be leading no matter what because we are you know experts of the industry. We never get anything wrong, so I like our I like our uh, chances with those guys leading one way or another. All right, one more thing before we uh, head to head to Georgia tomorrow. My flight leaves early in the morning, and I'll be seeing Kyle McFadden there with, along with Michael Rigsby, Tim Turex, Ben Shelton, and a few others. Lead us off. Kevin Kovac, I'm going with you. I'm switching the order up. Uh, well, there's one thing that I was wondering about is if Brandon Overton, with this new so- format for the, World, for the Lucas Oil Series, uh, with the top four, uh, chase deal that they're going to have four guys can win the championship, $200,000 at the dirt track world championship at Eldora in uh, October, which is also a hundred thousand to win. So if you're over in the top four guys, you could win $300,000 in that race. So I was wondering, wouldn't Brandon Overton want to run that? Wouldn't he want to run the Lucas oil series this year and have a shot at winning that much money at a place where he's so good at, uh, at Eldora. But I mean, I actually just checked with them because I'm putting a little uh, piece together, uh, a Lucas Oil preview like I did with the World of Outlaws, little capsules of each driver planning to run it. And Overton says he's he has he is not running the series. He said he's planning to uh, just keep the same pick and choose schedule he has. Uh, he will be obviously at Eldora for the Dirt Track World Championship. He's pumped for that, but he's not going to go uh, run commit to a series to try to up his chances of winning even more money at Eldora. So I forgot to just throw that out there. That, that That's what he says right now. Maybe he goes and has an incredible speed weeks and he changes his mind. But uh, right now he says uh, it wasn't even a 50, 50 shots of him running Lucas. He's going, he's going pick and choose again. It's worked out for him the last couple of years. Uh, we'll see him at Brownstown and atomic in March. Then we can, <laughs> then we can, you know, bring this back up again. Kyle, what do you got? Yeah, um, I'll be down obviously uh, at Gold Nile this week to start my Speed Weeks tour, and then head to Bubba, and then All Tech, and then uh, just a little news bit. You know, not not the greatest news in the world. We saw that dog, dog hollow, uh, the three eighth, three eighth mile oval in Pennsylvania is uh, shutting down. It seems and and so rfr motorsports has ended its uh two two season run promoting the speedway and it's uh, sad to see that go uh in strongstown pa which is about two hours north of of me and and so uh i'm sure kovac's been there quite a few times unfortunately i've never had a chance to make it up there and so uh who knows maybe there's a there's a a miracle to keep it alive but looks like uh Maybe all is done there, and so don't mean to end it. Don't mean to end it on a sour note, but uh, that's what I have. And then the biggest news bit that caught my eye over this past week. Robert Holman, I am going to um, try to bring the show back to life here after Kyle just brought us down. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just throw out a, a mention that, uh, there's, there's still racing going on, even though we've left the sunshine state, I'm just going to quick mention to the cabin, the 15th annual cabin fever, uh, race will be at Boyd's 
on January 28th, this coming weekend. I think it's a $5,000 to win super late model race. So uh, weather permitting, if you want to get out of the house, and that's right in the ch- – I always – for a Tennessee guy, I always feel like Boyd Speedway is my – one of a track in my home state because the pit area actually is in Tennessee. And so uh, it's because uh, – so anyway, right there, the Georgia area – 5,000 to win. It's, I think it's uh, Ironman, uh, not really sanctioned. The Ironman series is doing the race, but I don't think it's a points race. So the 5,000 to win down there uh, is a really good racetrack. Pretty, you know, 40 cars is what I'm predicting shows up there for that race. So if you have a, if you have a way to get there and get out and watch that, go check it out. It's a really good racetrack. Oh, yeah. A lot of racing other than uh, the typical – Florida Georgia Speed Weeks racetracks. I'm going to go out west, January 22nd. The GOAT still got her done. Got his 848th career win. Billy Moyer, starting eighth, picks up a $3,000 fall victory at Casa Grande, Central Arizona Raceway. I mean, this guy, ageless wonder, another victory. I, he's my GOAT. He might not be the overall consensus GOAT, but. Billy Moyer still winning races well into his 60s. Uh, I think it's pretty special that a guy like that can uh, still get her done. Also had five lead changes, so Casa Grande was on point this past weekend. And uh, congrats to Billy Moyer on the big, big victory. Guys, got anything else? We good? We're good to go, aren't we? Ready for Speed Weeks. I cannot wait for it. We start this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Golden Isles. Then we go to Bubba's. Then we go to Alltech. Then we go to East Bay. Then we finish off at Volusia. But those first four stops, we are live for the first time ever at Flow Racing. All of Speed Weeks for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series action. We'll have Dustin Jarrett, Ben Shelton, and James Essex with the call. Cannot wait for it. We're going to have minutes, blog-style updates, great stories by these three, all points in between on DirtOnDirt.com and Flow Racing. I cannot wait to get started. It's always a fun time down there in Georgia and Florida. Speed Weeks. 2023 kicks off tomorrow. Be sure to keep your browsers locked in to dirtondirt.com and Flow Racing. Until next time, this is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.